2: a feminist that works for a nonprofit that is a hunter that has only eaten wild game for the last 20 years, is likely not the thing that people think about when it comes to a hunter. You want it? Yeah, your audio is fine. You're not loud, you're normal, baby-faced Cody today. We may have to put this like visual of this podcast on YouTube for the first time so everyone gets to see your true self.
1: It's not gonna last.
2: Your true self.
1: The uh the lack of beard is not gonna last.
2: Well, you do live in a snowy climate, so there's you know. I've got a beard and I live at 50 degrees humid, you know, moist environment. So we have a changing president, and a changing president means a state of the union, right? Well, a state of play.
1: Every, every year there's a state that's supposed to be a presidential state of the union, but it gives us an excuse to talk about the blood origin state of the union, yes.
2: Yeah, I love it. We've never done a state of the union, so I'm quite excited about it. Um, you know, I think 2020 was a, was a banner year, and I'll tell you the, the single reason why it was a banner year, Cody. What's that? Because I got a general, I got a sergeant in arms in 2020.
1: Doubled doubled the workforce.
2: Doubled Doubled the workforce, exactly.
1: It's the kind of year we had. (laughs) Yeah, Yeah, right in the middle of the year. So it was cool to, I'm a dated guy that if I had come on like August 11th, it would have pissed me off because I wouldn't have been able to do the math easily to average out yearly type things. Um, Yeah,
2: you came on June the 1st.
1: Right, yeah. So exactly, exactly six months of, of time spent uh, you know hopefully helping hopefully helping the cause of blood origins nothing prodding you
2: yeah some cases you just gave me a bunch of flack I don't know if that helped not or not but uh,
1: I think it helped. I think it I think it made the made the uh, just sharpened the stone
2: well the other thing that happened in 2020 is I didn't kill a bear for the third time
1: yeah that's an ever that's not a thing that happened, that's the thing that still didn't happen,
2: correct? Correct, but we did turn into a non for profit organization. We changed Blood Origins from you know, I think I used to call us a platform into this now 501c3 organism that uh, you know, changed its mission. We changed the mission from you know, and I was on a podcast the other day and someone asked me how's Blood Origins changed, and it's interesting that. In the beginning, it was more about me searching for why I hunted. And so I was asking individuals or other people and filming them in such a way that I could get their why out of them and then distributing it to people who wanted to know the same thing I did. And now it's changed into this this beast that is this mission to convey the heart, we call it conveying the truth, around hunters and hunting to this non-hunting demographic that's going to keep our lifestyle alive, essentially. And um, yeah, it's taken on a life of its own, hasn't it?
1: Yeah, absolutely. And I think, I think, um, I mean, the coolest thing of the whole thing for me is it's working, you know, um, whether it's the, it's the private messages that we receive, or even some of the open to the public comment, discussions slash debates that we have. Um, it's really, really cool to me when using facts actually sways a person, actually informs a person to reality, instead of them standing on a soapbox spewing their perceptions. Um, and that actually happens on a regular basis in this project. Um, we have it on a podcast. Um, I've forgotten the young lady's name, but the young lady from Africa. Yeah, Mima, you know, Mima Some. She, she, yeah, yeah, absolutely. She made this statement that she was pushing back at you, not in a, not in an angry way, there was nothing, that was a, it was a great discussion, but she was pushing back at you and made this statement like. Well there's no game left in America, so mm-hmm. you just want to come to Africa to kill ours
2: hmm
1: and I mean that's just you know it, it couldn't be
2: well it's interesting like we've brought in this whole we've actually be
1: farther from the truth
2: the whole fact side of things is something we never focused on before, right We didn't have the talking heads on a Sunday tackling issues tackling hot topics, tackling idiots, spouting nonsense about hunting, idiots putting ludicrous legislation forward, and addressing them head on in a very, uh, you know, non-confrontational, very gray rhetoric, but full of facts and making people think, right? We didn't have that. We didn't have that. We didn't have the proof. We didn't have what we call those talking heads the truth all we really focused on which is the beautiful blend now is the heart and the emotional side of people which is also something that people resonate with right the people like that's something tangible that if you can't if you can't get someone with facts the only other way you're going to get them is with emotion
1: yeah no, i know i mean in in There's just different types of people in the world. For me, it's, I'm the guy that sees a meme on Instagram that says a thing. And you know, for the last year, it's been almost all political based here in the United States, but it doesn't matter if it's a hunting. Like I saw a meme, um, here recently in the past that someone was trying to ban bear hunting in California. My instinct when that happens, honestly, I'll say this: It wouldn't matter to me if you posted it, Robbie. I consider you a completely reliable source, but I instantly drop out of Instagram and start researching it. I mm-hmm. want to know the actual truth about it. Mm-hmm. Now that doesn't mean that I don't love the emotion that comes out in Blood Origins episodes, um, and you know that deeper sense of I have it. When when, when I'm in the woods, there's some Walt Whitman shit happening in my brain, right? I can't put it into words. I don't know what it is, but there's things happening to me. I love that part of it. Um, But when it comes to our mission of conveying the truth, I'm a firm believer that we can't just say, we also are on the hard part of the argument. We've talked about this before. Hey, we're the guys that shoot animals and we're saving animals. You right. say that out loud without some facts behind you, you know, it's easy for the other side to make their claim. It seems more logical at, at, at the surface level. Um, so I, I'm not saying that the, that the proof and the fact-based stuff was, was at all my idea, but it's something that I really support now that I'm on board. I love the other stuff. You know, that it's what yeah. brought me to, to prod you to be involved but if we're actually going to go after that mission that we've morphed to, um, not if, we, we decided six months ago, right. that if we are actually going to go after that mission, that we've got to lay facts in front of people. Um, and and it, the, the cool thing about it is the facts are on our side, right? When you yeah. actually get to the facts, yeah. um, they're, they're on our side with what we're saying.
2: I think the other, so when you look at what we post, right? So if you, a reflection of 2020, it's almost this blend of the, the emotional side of Blood Origins and this factual side of Blood Origins. And we talk internally of how we've created almost this mini network of content in that we've got our traditional core Blood Origins episodes that, you know, are going to pull your heartstrings, that will punch you in the gut, they're going to make you want to go hug your daughters and your, and your boys and, you know, hug your grandpa and whatnot. And then you've got the fact-based side where we podcast and have hard hitting iron sharpening iron type conversations. We have our talking heads. We have the proof series. And then we decided also, we can't be everywhere at once in terms of telling people stories. Everyone has cell phones. So why don't you guys just send us what it means to you to hunt from anywhere in the world and we'll put it on our platform. And we did it with the This Is My Why series, right? And then we took it one step further and we said, why don't we invite non-hunters to give their perspectives on what hunting is? Because that's the difference maker right there is that people in the, uh, in the non-hunting space and the anti-hunting space have this idea of what a hunter is supposed to be, but they've never met a hunter, they've never interacted with a hunter. They never had a conversation with a hunter. So we're trying to give the hunter's perspective, but if you still feel that like that's biased, well, here's a non-hunter that's just like you that lives with a hunter and let them give their perspective on hunting.
1: As well as the diversity. Everything you said is absolutely spot on. I also Oh yeah,
2: Finland, diversity. Spain, oh. New Zealand, Australia
1: well and all the way from you know the elite wealthy have been to africa 40 times to not to 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 the other end of the spectrum first time hunter not wealthy just wants to experience yeah. and everything in between of every color and gender um and and multiple nationalities i i think to me you know, I, I, in, in life, I preach a lot about, I think that tribalism and putting people in buckets is our single biggest problem. And when someone says, you know, hunters are just, you, you can't complete that sentence. You, you, that it's, it's not a fact to complete that sentence because there's people of every realm, every motivation and every cause um, doing this, taking part in this. Um, And I think that the diversity is another part of it that I think is really, really cool.
2: Yeah, the diversity thing that pops into my brain is us filming last year a Spanish aristocrat who's won the Weatherby to Jonathan West, who's an African-American out of Nashville who's never hunted in his life before.
1: Right. I mean, literally opposite ends of the spectrum in their hunting experience.
2: Geography ethnic you know everything
1: yeah yeah exactly everything and uh i think that's a cool part of it is you know is breaking down it's amazing the things that people think are true and it's really jonathan says in his blood origins episode i'm gonna paraphrase but something to the effect of his own family says hunting that's, that's not something you do people, white people do that right and we, we've shown multiple times and we all know those of us that are in the hunting community know that that's not that's not a true statement um and i don't think that stuff comes a lot of times i don't think it comes from malice it's just like genuine misinformation we had a guy on facebook that guy that i'll never forget that guy that said i can't believe that all these hunters go to africa and shoot animals and cut their heads off and leave it to rot.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: And we were able to very quickly pull incredibly unbiased sources. National Geographic was one of my, the sources that I used that that is not the case. That is not what, ha- what happens with legal hunting of animals. Um, and the guy almost instantly was like, oh my gosh, I can't believe that's the case. That the people of Africa use this resource after the, the hunter takes the animal. Um, that, that to me are the great ahas of mm-hmm. the last six months. Is mm-hmm. actually informing people with facts. Um, and, you, and you do it, and, and all of our, our camera crews and people across the world working on it um, do it in a really classy, entertaining way. Um, and then you're phenomenal. Like there's so many pieces that have fallen into place. Because honestly, if you didn't have your science background, our fact-based, based, proof stuff, and and your drive to cite every fact that you stay, as well as go back in post-production and and make sure that we're not lying, right? Giving them the facts, not lying, but you know misrepresenting Correcting ourselves. Um, Yeah, absolutely. Wanting to be correct instead of wanting to be, instead of wanting to win the argument. Um, It's a cool thing.
2: Yeah. And let's not forget the biggest thing that we haven't mentioned at all yet is the fact that we uh, took a phenomenal model that was started by QU, this direct conservation implementation idea and implemented five of them in six months five projects, a tar project in New Zealand, a soccer field in South Africa, feeding rhinos in South Africa, feeding a primary school, and orphanage in South Africa, and then raising a bunch of money for a bunch of kids camps for raising outdoors in America.
1: Which her post, her Instagram post on, that was powerful the other day. yeah. Yeah. How's that? We did. We had no idea, right? We
2: had no idea for raising our doors that we just thought, hey, we're just going to raise all the money you need for camps next year. Little did we know, the amount of money that our supporters, our donors raised is the single largest amount of money that she's ever been donated.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Incredibly, incredibly cool. Like it's it's cool to be proud of a proud of a thing, not in an egotistical way, but that was awesome to see Aaron's Instagram post on that. I think the concept, you know, your concept of the projects, and I'll, I'll echo what you said. Um, kudos to, kudos to Kuyu. Um, shout out to Kuyu. Um, I think what they did with those sheep was honestly like how it how it should be done and could be done, um, and and hopefully is done a lot more. And please, anyone out there copy this model when you see something that needs to be done um just just go do it it's so easy um and as long as it's a viable project with a viable mechanism behind it um the the hunting community will support it right we've that's not a six months ago that was a it wasn't a hope of yours and i's that the hunting community would support it it was a hope that you and i we're smart enough to figure out how to get the hunting communities to support it, um, and
2: it worked. If
1: nothing else, we could we could say we were because we funded more projects than we thought we were going to um, in the in the last six months of twenty twenty.
2: Hundred percent. So, what's on the docket for twenty twenty one?
1: You know, in in the the way I see it, it's a whole lot it's exactly the same thing right we're going to keep doing what we're doing um and hopefully um reach a few more people with our message um and anyone that's that's listening to this that's one of our supporters please know that even as much as donating money to to our cause sharing our message on on any given day i could tell you that it might be more important or it might not or they're, they're equally important. We have to have money to do the things and send the people and continue what we're doing. Um, but at the same time, our mission is our message. Um, and we want you to share it outside of the, uh, the echo chamber. We, we, we all somewhat live in an echo chamber, right? We surround ourselves with like-minded people. But at the same time, we have that ability to get the message out um, to that non-hunter, um, and, and help us with what we kind of informally call a, a public relations campaign for the hunting industry. Um, hopefully we, we reach more people, we do more and bigger projects. Um, that's the plan, right? We, we've laid out the plan, we pulled off our plan for the last six months of 2020 and now we're gonna go and do it again for 2021. Um, really, more projects to come, more episodes to come. We've got phenomenal episodes in the can. I mean, incredible stuff as well as some, uh, some really ambitious projects. We're going to find out again, if we're, if we're, uh, I know, I know the community will come. We just got to figure out and make sure that we can get the message out to come help us Um, one super, super way that we're hoping people, you want to talk about the supporters program now?
2: Yeah, let's do it, man. As you know, the supporters program is, is our way to, as you mentioned, the people that support us to just say thank you. thank you for what you do for us, how you share our message and how you give us a little bit of money. And so what we've done is we have, if you've noticed over the years, we've not taken any money from any brand because we didn't want to lose the integrity of who we are. We don't want to belong to any brand. And that is specifically to recognize that this project doesn't belong to anyone. It belongs to everyone. And so because of that mission, we've had a lot of brands over the years come to us and say, hey, how can we help you? How can we support you? And we said, well, we'd love to have your money, but we can't take your money. And so we figured out a way to incorporate the brands that love us and support us with the people that love us and support us. And so what we've done is we built the supporters program. So for someone who donates three bucks a month, the cost of, I believe, it may be even more expensive than this, a black cup of coffee from Starbucks, three bucks a month, you will be eligible for now in time memoriam. If you could keep donating three bucks a month or more, obviously we'll take more, five bucks or 10 bucks, but you'll be eligible for all sorts of things every month from seasonings to knives to exclusive discount codes and hunts and hunts, you know, from tar in New Zealand to lechwe in Zambia, to stag in Argentina, to local American-based hunts that you can, you don't even have to do anything. All you have to do is make, is, is give us three bucks a month, monthly. You don't have to enter a raffle. You don't have to do any of that kind of stuff. We just decided to think outside the box of how we could support the people who have decided to support us
1: yeah and it's it's incredible right like anytime you launch a program that depends on the support of corporations and then oh by the way you decide to do it in the middle of a global pandemic um your, your development guy gets a little anxious about how the heck are we going to get corporations involved in this? <laughs> right. Cause none of them, none of them are having the perfect year, right? It's the pandemic has to some extent screwed things up or at least made things more complicated for everyone. Um, and the outpouring was, it, it was amazing. I mean, we're, we're approaching 40 different corporations or companies, that have offered their products or services or discounts to our supporters. So just, you know, really quickly, everyone, I wanna invite everyone to please go check out the supporters program page on bloodorigins.org. Um, see what's going on there. If you can't, I mean, it's $36 a year to be a supporter of Blood Origins. And it's not an opportunity to get things. You There, there are things that are just going to be given to every supporter monthly, as well as the opportunity to win more prize packages and even some legitimate hunt of, hunts of a lifetime for, for $36 a year going to a good cause. So that's the, uh, I'm, I'm excited about it. I, I hope that we can really grow that program and get, uh, continue to get more and more of a grassroots funding model supporting our mission.
2: Yeah. And I think that's the key is that we have, we've we've really given some thought about how do we fundraise and to us, this idea of engaging the common man, the common Joe for three bucks a month. And as we've said before, they can give more, but that's all we're asking is $3 a month. And at the end of the day, you know, yes, at the goodness of your heart, you know, where your money's going it's going to support this message that's keeping your your lifestyle alive for your kids and your grandkids one day and at the same time you get all this other this all this other potential stuff um, and who doesn't like free stuff right so it's yeah, not technically free but
1: re- it's it's worth more you you're, you're going to get just in savings alone you're going to get way more than the than the $36 a year minimum that everyone is going to receive that. So um, very, very cool project. Hopefully everyone will go check that out. Hopefully you'll spread the word about it. Um, and we'll kick off. I mean, that's starting this month, starting here in February.
2: Yeah. So when this podcast is live, the people are listening to this podcast, the supporters program is live. We want you to go to the website. There'll be links in Facebook. There'll be links in Instagram. There'll be links in Twitter, just go check it out and sign up, you know, it's, it's not going to do anything. It's a super easy sign up process. Uh, we've got a phenomenal platform, fundraising platform that we have incorporated into what we do. And it's going to be very easy. Uh, and we've made it purposely easy for you to do that. So we appreciate your support and we're obviously humbled and grateful always for your support, what you give us and how you support us.
1: Yeah. Absolutely, it's incredible the response that we get back, the support that we get from people, the people that share our content, the people that the people that send us a little bit of cash on a regular basis to help the to help keep the light up lights on at the giant Blood Origins World Headquarters. (laughs) Speaking of lights, speaking of lights, we can no longer do this on video because we can no longer publish this as a video because in the evening, I decided to rely on sunlight for my light for the, uh, I've now gone from very well lit to it's almost dark. That's, That's right. right now and there That's right. Absolutely. Nothing I can do about it, but.
2: All right. Well, we'll, we'll sign off then. Go check out the supporters program.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Check it out. Spread the word about the podcast, spread our message, help us with that. If you can't help us with the donation.
2: What he said.